Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of the Interpublic Group of Companies, Inc., ticker symbol IPG. So we're looking at IPG today as a subscriber request. Over the past year, the business is down 4%. Even though their stock price is down over this period, this is still outperforming the S&P 500 over the last year. And since late September, their stock price has been appreciating by quite a bit. Right now, they're currently trading for $35.70 per share. Over the last five years, they're compounding at a rate of 11.5% annually. Over 10 years, that's also what they're compounding at. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, IPG is compounding at a rate of 5.5% annually. Keep in mind that the company does pay out dividends. Right now, they're paying out a 3.25% dividend yield. And so their average dividend yield throughout this time frame would be in addition to this compounded annual return. Since the company's lows in February of 2009, the business is up more than 10 times over this period. So right now, IPG is trading $5 below their 52-week high. They're more than $10 above their 52-week low. A little under 3% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short, and the business has about a $14 billion market cap. So for additional background about the business, Interpublic Group is among the world's largest ad-holding companies based on annual revenue. It provides traditional advertising services along with digital and other services such as public relations through various acquisitions. IPG has made these services available in over 100 countries, and the company generates more than 75% of its revenues from developed regions such as the United States and Europe. The company was formerly known as McCann Erickson Incorporated and changed its name to the Interpublic Group of Companies, Inc. in January of 1961. IPG was founded in 1902 and is headquartered in New York, New York. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of IPG based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still an evolving process and it's a work in progress. It serves as an opportunity to learn in public and it will continue to improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two key reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. IPG's return on capital dropped to a low in their fiscal 2020. Since then, things have rebounded steadily for the business. Over their last 12 months, they're earning about 17.5% returns on capital. And averaged out over these past five fiscal years, IPG is earning just under 17% returns on capital. That's a few percentage points above our 14% benchmark, and that's solidly above that 7% of a typical business. So this is a strong check to start things off here on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the past five years. And this metric is going to be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. Over this time, IPG has had moderate revenue growth of about 26%. Their earnings have increased by a fair amount, being up more than 80% over this period. And while they were able to grow their free cash flows from fiscal 2017 to fiscal 2021, over their last 12 months, their free cash flows are actually down from where they were in fiscal 2017. And if we look at their cash flow statement, $600 million of this came from a change in their accounts receivable with another $200 million coming from a change in other net operating assets. That's, those are the reasons that their free cash flows are down over this period. Beca because these free cash flows are down, this is going to be an X here on metric number two. And this is less than ideal because free cash flows are really the lifeblood of any business. And a business can use its free cash flows to reinvest back in the business, make acquisitions, pay dividends, buy back shares, or pay down debt. 
So ultimately, a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until Judgment Day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is what that business is going to be worth. So again, it's not great that their free cash flows are down here. And this is our first X of the day coming in here on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder by looking at IPG on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. Again, in our previous metric, we learned that their earnings are up over this period by more than 80%. And taking a look at their shares outstanding, their shares outstanding have been about flat. So this is earnings per share growth on the back of their increased earnings over this period. This is a check here on metric number three. In metric number four, we're looking for something very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the past five years. Again, they grew these free cash flows across their five fiscal years. However, over their last 12 months, they've only produced $1.57 worth of free cash flow for each share that they've had outstanding. So because their free cash flows are down and their shares outstanding are flat, this is going to be an X here on metric number four. So far through our first four metrics, we're split evenly two checks and two X's for IPG. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the last five years. They ended their fiscal 2021 with one and a half billion dollars worth of net debt. Since then, they've added on to this quite a bit. Right now, they have $2.8 billion worth of net debt. However, over these last five fiscal years, IPG has produced more than 600 billion dollars worth of free cash flow so that's more than enough to be able to easily support this debt load so based off how the business is able to earn free cash flows over this period it looks like they're employing a modest amount of debt so this is a check here on metric number five worth being aware of though is that over their last 12 months they've only earned 618 million dollars worth of free cash flow even with these currently reduced free cash flow numbers because of some of these changes on their cash flow statement the business still looks like it would be able to support this debt position even if it would be toward the higher end of that range so it's good that on both a current and an average basis of their free cash flows ipg does not look like it's overly levered relative to its free cash flows so to recap where we stand currently through our first five metrics we have three checks and two x's for ipg then our sixth and final metric the big metric of them all we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury, and it'll give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the economic reality of the business that's more similar to as if IPG were a private company. So right now, IPG has about a $16.8 billion total enterprise value, and we learned that over the last five years, they produced $6 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, IPG is producing $1.2 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $1,200,000,000 worth of average free cash flow by their $16,800,000,000 total enterprise value, that gives us a 7.1% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for IPG. That's just under double the yield of the 10-year treasury currently, and that's solidly above that 5% risk premium we're looking for. So this is a check here on metric number six as based on these average free cash flows, it does look like there's a potential risk premium being offered by IPG at these valuations. Again though, keep in mind that their current free cash flows are down from where they've been at historically. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $618 million of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $16.8 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us a 3.7% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business. So that would be slightly below the yield of the 10-year treasury and that's, and that's below that 5% benchmark. Because their current and their average free cash flow to enterprise value yields fall on either end of this slight risk premium, 
it's likely the case that the economic reality for the business lies somewhere in between the two. So if you're potentially interested in IPG, you would just want to dig in and do more work to understand the business in more depth and understand where its free cash flows are going to be likely at in the future. So just because this is a check here on their average free cash flows doesn't mean that you're going to run out and go buy the business. This type of analysis is not financial advice, and this is just one of our six metrics. While these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. Then as a bonus here, we're looking at IPG's dividend profile. So again, IPG currently pays out a 3.25% dividend yield, which is about double that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF currently. However, it's really easy for people to make mistakes by blindly chasing dividends, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business and to determine whether that business's dividends are well supported by their cash flows or their earnings, depending on the type of business. For IPG, we want their dividends to be well supported by their cash flows, and they've been able to support their dividends in all five of these years. It looks like their cash flows comfortably supported their dividends in four of these five years. Things were a little dicey in 2018. However, since then, things have been better, even with their free cash flows declining over this period. Interpublic Group is still able to support their dividends over their last 12 months. However, one thing to note is that the advertising industry is cyclical, and one of the expenses that a lot of businesses cut first is advertising going into an uncertain economic environment. However, on the flip side of that, once the economy starts to rebound again, advertising is one of the very first things that picks up, and it tends to pick up at a rate that's slightly faster than overall economic growth. Advertising also has the built-in benefit of being a very asset-light business, even if it is potentially cyclical. So those are just some of the considerations that you'd want to keep in mind as you're doing the work to try to understand where IPG's dividends and where their free cash flows are going to be at 5, 10, 15 years into the future from now. Again, even though these were well supported over the last five years, this is just a snapshot of the last five years worth of their performance, and this is no guarantee for the future. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Interpublic Group, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for the business. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with an average of their free cash flows over the past five years. So these are significantly above where their current free cash flows are at, but these serve to give us a more normalized perspective of the business's abilities to earn. Then using historical growth, growth assumptions based off how the business has grown their average free cash flows dating back all the way till 1990. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable to give us a baseline projected estimate for IPG over the next 20 years. But if we assume a growth stage of their average free cash flows over the next 10 years where they grow these at a rate of 3% annually, then we assume a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where these free cash flows stay flat. If we were to add in IPG's tangible book value today, which is negative, and we we're ideally seeking a potential 10% rate of return for the business, then it looks like from today's valuations that a reasonable fair value for the company is right around $30 per share. So that's slightly overvalued compared to what their current stock price is at, just under $36 per share. Keep in mind too that this discount rate would be including their dividend yield. So their 3.25% dividend yield would be included in this 10% and we would not be doubly counting their dividends. From today's valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect about an 8% rate of return going forward for IPG using these same historical growth assumptions with that same caveat about their dividends being included in this as well. So please be mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. In just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for Interpublic Group, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those around the key points for a potential short or a potential long thesis of the company? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for IPG, IPG owns some of the most acclaimed agencies in the business, such as FCB and McCann. 
Number two, IPG's operational performance has benefited from having financial professionals at the helm instead of people from the creative side of the business. And number three, although the environment is evolving, there will always be a market for creating and delivering advertising to consumers around the globe. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, number one, new forms of advertising continue to emerge and evolve. Any misstep by IPG could allow its peers to gain share at its expense. Number two, marketers are increasingly asking for better results from their agencies while heavily scrutinizing the fees that they're paying. This trend will only continue as alternative marketing channels gain adoption with users. And number three, because most of its profits come from mature markets like the United States and Europe, IPG's organic revenue growth could lag some of its peers. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key qualitative points for both a potential long and a potential short thesis of the company. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, IPG checks the box on four out of six of our metrics. They're earning average returns on capital of just under 17%. While they've grown their revenues and their net incomes over the past five years, their free cash flows are down over their last 12 months due to a change in accounts receivable and a change in other net operating assets. Their shares outstanding over this period are about flat, and it looks like even with their currently reduced free cash flows, on both a current and an average basis of their free cash flows, they'd be able to support their debt loads. When we look at their average free cash flow to their enterprise value yield, and we compare that to the yield of the 10-year treasury, it does look like there's a potential risk premium being offered there. However, that was not the case when we looked at their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield and compared that to the yield of the 10-year treasury. Looking at their dividend profile, in all five of the last years and over their last 12 months, IPG has been able to support their dividend payouts with their free cash flows. However, things have gotten tighter for the company more recently over their last 12 months, even if they're still able to support these. And with some recessionary fears, advertising could be one of the industries that gets most affected there. Finally, performing a discounting cash flow analysis of Interpublic Group. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the business over the next 20 years, then it looks like from today's valuations, you could reasonably expect about an 8% rate of return going forward for the business. This would just be slightly below how the business has performed over the past two decades or so, with 3.25% of this 8% return coming from their dividend yield currently. So there are reasons why that might not be potentially applicable for the business. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about IPG. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. 
So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that company and understand what's important and what's not important for the business going forward, ultimately coming to understand the underlying essence of that business. Through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of IPG, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the Interpublic Group will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of the Interpublic Group of Companies, Inc., ticker symbol IPG. Again, we looked at the business today as a subscriber request, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about IPG with me today, and have a great day.